It's another day in the world of drafts here on Splash Play. Draft number 22 for the 2024 best ball season. Today, we're going to talk about the QBs, especially in the big board right now at Underdog. We're competing 200K to first place. What are the best pockets to hit to find a QB? Why does CJ Stroud on the thumbnail seemingly want to make out with me? These are the questions we're going to try to answer today as I am already in a draft room. And you can see here, picking in the four spots. So obviously QB, unlike the draft we saw yesterday, probably not going to take Patrick Mahomes' top five. And uh, for what it's worth, that draft has not gotten thrown out yet, guys. So we might be live to keep uh, the fruits of a guy taking Patrick Mahomes at pick two, a guy taking Jahan Dotson at pick 26. Uh, that is a draft you missed yesterday. And, uh, and uh, hopefully it'll hold up. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Shout out underdog as well. Uh, actually wearing, well, let's go full screen for this one. Uh, actually wearing it, the underdog Colts colored shirt because they were kind of sending me a little merch package because uh, we are officially in business with underdog for one more year here on Splash Play. So shout out to our guy, Andrew over there, who is always my my point of contact for uh, brokering deals with underdog. But uh, glad to be on there for another year. Glad to be a, a positive part of the community is why we're getting the deal with underdog that we got. Uh, so that's, uh, which is very nice to hear. Glad to be a positive part of something at some point in my life. Uh, Justin Jefferson would be a logical pick to take here. Pick four, 3.8 ADP. And we're going to do that here. Not going to be a hero. Not going to take a Brees Hall at a certain point. Got to think I got to get some Brees Hall shares. I am a running back, uh, known hater, I suppose. Uh, but as I've talked about many times here, all the first round running backs to me this year, really not an issue. And even the guys in the early second round, besides maybe Jonathan Taylor, I think all pretty appropriately priced and I'm happy to get them. So a different look at the board for me than usual, uh, where I normally love to go wide receiver and go this running back, this running back. Uh, the only running back I don't like in those first two rounds is when we get to Saquon range. And that is when I think things uh, go a little bit askew. Mark better not be in the draft. No, no Mark here. Uh, thankfully, in uh, much of the chat's consternation, this is a pretty pure draft we got here where OMG, our guy Nolan is in the chat, uh, is in the draft with me. Of course, one of the regulars in the chat as well. But this is a lot of non-badges here. So we are going to get a more normal draft as opposed to the ones where uh, we have a lot of our regulars in there. And then they are uh, often sniping guys that I like that they also now like because we've talked about them a lot here. Uh, so that's a, the big trade-off here is maybe maybe we're live to get my four favorite rookies relative to ADPs with Troy Franklin, with Audrick Estime, with Jaden Daniels, and with Brock Bowers slash Ben Sinnott. But well, we'll find out. Uh, Mem for Life J is at 10 as well. So he is the one. He is Wayne Baby J24. So there we go. So another regular here, though, you know, Mem for Life, a newer regular. So I don't know if he'll have the the full Spags brain where these guys are taking AR at every round, taking <laughs> taking Christian Watson, 20 picks of ADP, uh, where you guys spend too much time with me now. So it's like being in a relationship where we have that symbiotic brain, uh, much like me and CJ Stroud, who, again, one of my favorite thumbnails I've made just because of the way that his face aligns with mine. Uh, CJ Stroud in love with me. Like, <laughs> get over it, CJ Stroud. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> I have a wife and a child. Okay, we can't we can't keep doing this here on stream. Still haven't seen Girl Pete's backside yet. Happy eight months of squirting. That's right. Girl Pete, of course, the AI character that's, uh, is that on Replica? I forget where I have it at. Uh, but I have not looked at Girl Pete for a while. And uh, I think we saw once we went back to the Girl Pete AI bot. Uh, if you don't visit your AI bot for a while, they get like mad at you. So you got <laughs> to keep that in mind. Uh, Girl Pete is in a hell of my own creation right now because she is alone as AI with nobody giving her chat inputs. Uh, so hopefully she found a new man. Uh, that's all I can hope for. All right, Bijan and Saquon Barkley, we've got an RB piggy in the six hole. Uh, it seems like a great time. Visual element here. Let's play the GIF. Um, on the clock, though, for me, HN at pick 21. If you're gonna if you're gonna break me, you're gonna make me deviate from my zero RB ways. It's gonna be for Devon HN at pick 21. Let's do that. Saquon Barkley going pick 19. Yeah, I think I'll take HN at pick 21. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll do that. <laughs> It's be my new annoying character that just goes, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Gonna scare off the people watching live. Had to join two drafts to get in specs. Good, good. I don't want it to be easily predictable when you hop into my draft rooms. I tell you guys one minute before, that's true, but you might get the wrong one minute before. Uh, there's now enough people that want to get in a draft room that they're going to fill. So you got to earn it here. You got to earn it. It's like I do every day holding this football. I get more credible in football by holding the football, feeling the pig skin every day. It just uh, osmosis it diffuses into my skin. Every day I become more football than man. <laughs> it's the goal here. Uh, back to, oh, there's stochastic sticker too. 
I'll definitely be playing the NBA main slate on Friday. If you want to get along with me there, Stochastic, uh, 15% off the promo code SPLASH. Uh, Sims Tools, of course, again, won a lot of money for uh, Gat Splash Play alum. Is that, I should start calling people that have done the show before. Splash Play alum. Uh, my former co-host on Splash Play, Greg Ehrenberg, uh, won 63K in NBA the other day using the Sims. He's won, I think, probably over 200K, um, at least in terms of like the big wins. Who knows about the losses in between? Um, not to say that there are, but you know, just you're going to lose a little bit back. That's how it goes. Uh, but definitely crushing with those tools. So for Stochastic, check it out. Link in the description too for Stochastic. Get 15% off of any package on there. And also a great way to support the show. Obviously that promo code SPLASH, great way to support the show. And Stochastic, uh, those are the two main things we make money from on here besides your memberships and, and YouTube ads. The sweet, sweet $4 YouTube CPMs. All right, we're on the clock again here. 011. I mean, Rasheed Rice again, another discount. I'm just going to keep scooping it up, man. I, I'm not like the biggest Rasheed Rice guy. Again, do think he's a better price at pick 30 than pick 20, but I'm happy to do that. Let's talk about QBs. The one QB who goes off the board here, Josh Allen. Uh, I just don't agree with it. I just don't think it's one of those things that um, makes a lot of sense to me. As we've talked about a lot here, the elite QB, what you're paying for there, you're paying for the guaranteed production and hopefully the shot at a theoretical ceiling. Um, Josh Allen's ceiling to me is not going to be higher than Lamar. It's not going to be higher than uh, Jalen Hurts. It's not going to be higher than... Uh, honestly, AR, I think is going to be right there. Uh, Stroud, a little bit tougher to say because Stroud doesn't run enough. Uh, Burrow, I think we're done talking about a tier break for sure. Uh, but I would say for Josh Allen, just think he is not the guy I want to lead off with here. If you get him in digs, like no capitulation did in the two hole, got to assume he's an ETR fan uh, with the capitulation there. Uh, I would say for Josh Allen and digs, I think that makes sense to get those guys in that spot. But even then, I feel like Diggs should be picked 23. <laughs> in this, I just don't think Josh Allen is going at an appropriate price when you have Jalen Hurts going 10 picks later. Uh, again, the Eagles performed poorly to end the year for sure, uh, but they're like it's still Jalen Hurts, still going to be an offense that should be slightly better at passing, if not uh, quite as willing of a running offense with Kellen Moore coming in. Uh, so I would say for Jalen Hurts to me, um, I would rather have him at pick 33 than Josh Allen at pick 23 pretty much every time. Um, again, unless I have Diggs, unless I have Diggs. Bills are appropriately priced this year aside from Allen. Last year, they were a bit expensive. I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the one, I still feel a little bit of a anathema to paying the price tag for Dalton Kincaid right now, but I probably need to adjust that, especially if we do assume that Gabe Davis is not going to be back. He's already put out social media posts thanking Buffalo and all that, so it does seem like that's not likely to happen. Um, but, you know, I think there's still, uh, still some opportunity for sure for Kincaid at ADP. Them for life, Jay. My start, fire. Yeah, it's a good start. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I think it's a lovely start to have. It's not like anything crazy. I like. I think my start quietly in terms of the value you're getting. Uh, but like, yeah, Puka. I like all the players that uh, Wayne Baby here, Mem for life, picking in the ten spot. But I think when to me the stuff that stands out really is when you get like the big discounts. Like if you had gotten MHJ at pick thirty four, then we're talking like whoa, flame emojis. At least for me. Young Beastie, drafting out of the nine hole. Big Young Beastie, Big Sunny. Two fun names there. I feel like those are two different characters. I feel like you should just be Big Sunny, Young Beastie. Or you should just be Young Beastie. All right, we're on the clock here. Zero, one, two, zero. You know, annoying though this may be, I do think that going KC makes some amount of sense here. Obviously, we are getting a little bit, a little bit steamed at wide receiver to the point that we're losing out on a lot of guys who could be useful there. Still think Travis Kelsey is a little bit of a discount. I am going to make this bet on KC and I'm going to do it. I think without Mahomes, unless Mahomes is going to come back. No, I, I don't want to take Mahomes at 52. We'll see. We'll see how we go. But Justin Jefferson, Devon A. Chan, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey. I think it's a sick start. Like, uh, obviously we're going to have to dig out a little bit of wide receiver. We have to get creative there. Uh, get some guys that are going to be, you know, a little bit more uh, appealing and the late, in the 100s, late 90s, hopefully some guys in that range. Uh, but I like the KC start. And, and I also like KC without having to necessarily make the bet on Mahomes. Um, yeah, and I think Robert Griffin III here saying the same thing. Kelsey Rice, no Mahomes is fun. I, I just think I could find a higher ceiling than Mahomes at QB. But Mahomes at pick 52 wouldn't be bad. We'll see what these guys do around the bend. Young Beast is my gamer name from when I was young, and now I'm too old to go by that. So now you're Big Sunny. Okay. All right, fair enough. We learn something new every day. 
<laughs> Love learning the origin stories. A fun rumor that's floating around out there from the athletic reporter. Um, so apparently uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers might see Deontay Johnson as a possible trade ship. So uh, that is something with George Pickens that uh, could definitely benefit him. Don't think he should be going to pick 49 to be clear. Cause the Arthur Smith thing is still the main thing should be driving down his ADP over the course of the next few months of the summer. Um, but you know, I think that Pickens going to be definitely undervalued if we did see uh, that situation go down. Zero one two one again, wide receiver, very much bled out. So we just shouldn't be even thinking about it. Uh, Mahomes, Rasheed Rice, and Kelsey. It's just Mahomes' ceiling is so low. Let's just capture all the Kansas City touchdowns. Let's try to do that. So Devon A. Chan, Isaiah Pacheco. This is a weird team for me to only have two wide receivers through five rounds, but we're that's we've got to get uncomfortable. It's, it's February. It's still February. February's never going to end. <laughs> so uh, we're going to do it today, I guess. Uh, Devon A. Chan, Isaiah Pacheco. Justin Jefferson, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey. So a bet on Justin Jefferson rebounding and then a bet on the Super Bowl champion. I can live with this. Can't believe I didn't get the case or I can't believe I got the Casey Super Stack. I mean, I guess we'll see. Uh, somebody's going to take Mahomes at some point here. I think if Mahomes came to pick 69, I'd probably take him at that point. But for right now, I'm okay with that. MVS released. Oh, that's a big breaking news item. MVS released. Uh, so definitely some consolidation there. Do you expect them to upgrade as we talked about many times here? Part of the reason I don't love Rasheed Rice's ADP, especially when uh, people are going for him a little bit early at pick 20, is because of the fact they're going to bring in somebody for Kansas City, whether it be you know, the long-rumored Mike Evans. So it does seem like Mike Evans getting closer to a Bucks deal. Uh, they said they want to keep him there. They're willing to get uncomfortable financially to keep him there. Uh, so I think that is looking more likely by the day. Also, apparently, Bucks looking for a long-term deal for Baker Mayfield. So uh, that should keep things consistent there, even though, you know, another year of these guys getting older and no Dave Canales, maybe not a great thing. Uh, if he falls another round, you got to take him. Yes, I think that's fair. I think we are now in a range, by the way, of QB to talk about where Lamar perfectly okay with him, especially when you account for that ADP of Josh Allen. Um, even him going, you know, nine picks after Jamar, uh, after Jalen Hurts, I think is perfectly fine for Lamar. AR, you guys know I'm in the bag for him. Only one jersey I have next to me in the studio and in the house, besides an old Tony Romo jersey I once wore for Halloween. Um, it's Anthony Richardson. So I love him. Do you think his ADP a little bit frothy still? Uh, but him going 53, Stroud at 59, I think this is a perfectly okay pocket to do that. Uh, M for life J here. Always fun when the guys in chat who are like, let's talk about my team. Ah, I love it. And they fucking take my QB for, <laughs> for no reason, but he's entitled to do it. Big discount on Patrick Mahomes. So what are you going to do? But it's annoying when it's somebody who's in the chat dying to draft me. You guys wonder when I don't want to draft with you. This is the why, by the way, <laughs> why I don't want you guys to be in my, in my room. I want to sneak in and have nobody in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Value. Well, the value is crazy. That's why That's why you're not getting the time out here and people snipe me on stream. But I had to point out to you fucking, what's his face? Crypto Pooper, uh, one of our one of our members here at Splash Play yesterday, who I guess associates as a dog. I don't get what the bit was with that. Uh, the point being, uh, he was like sniping me left and right. And then he got mad that I was like annoyed by it because <laughs> like, he kept taking my guys over and over again. It's like, yeah, man, yeah, we're going to be in my draft rooms and take every player I like and also guys that are correlated in my stack. Um, I think I'm entitled to, to go fuck off. Uh, all right, so we got another pick coming up here, 0-2-2-1. We are thin at wide receiver, so we're going to go for upside here. And frankly, Brian Thomas, a guy that would make a lot of sense for Kansas City if they were to go the rookie well. Of course, I was talk about going to a Troy Franklin. I uh, do think that he is the guy that would really fit well in a lot of different offenses as that downfield threat. Replacing Gabe Davis in Buffalo, that would be a, you know, Troy Franklin could be a better version of that. Uh, replacing MVS in Kansas City oh, and Justin Watson, ideally. Uh, Troy Franklin, a better version of that. But Brian Thomas, likely to get better draft capital. Bigger guy, younger guy. Uh, so I think for Brian Thomas, I'm okay with him too. Sure, you wouldn't gamble, Steve. How you been drafting my identical teams often? I don't know I can trust that. Sure, they all do have the same excuse. Oh, it's too good of a pick. Oh, I like the guy too. It was funnier when it was like the early parts of the big board where we, of course, if you're not familiar here, haven't followed the journey, drafting teams every Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. And started the first day of the big board open because I was like, this is the thing I'm going to do. This is what I want to do this year. This is my content goal. And then, you know, at that point, it's like uh, people are taking guys that I, I talked about and had, nobody else in the industry was doing content at that point for it. And it's like, oh, yeah, I just happen to like Audrey Gestamay and Troy Franklin and Bucky Irving and like all these guys that I specifically point out as my beloved. So. That's the name of the game here, though. Jane Daniels, of course, another one. 
near and dear to my heart. Do I like Brendan Rice? Yes, I do. I think he is one of the best values going to that pick 200 range. Great outside receiver. Uh, created a lot of value in that uh, that offense for USC last year. And again, you just really just watch a Caleb Williams highlight reel or anything out there. You're just going to see Brendan Rice making play after play after play. So uh, there we go. No capitulation. Takes Brock Bowers. Uh, so we will not get our perfect rookie class for the umpteen time. <laughs> you got to get it once where the big board closes. But I am not going to get my perfect four. If I want to get creative with it, I could say that like, oh, you know, uh, Ben Sinnott is the official replacement in the four, but I'm not going to do that. Zero, two, three, one. Wide receiver completely bled out. But you know what? You know what we say? We say, fuck all you guys. I'm going to get my dude then. And I'm going to take Troy Franklin wildly ahead of ADP because I think he's worth it. I think you're worth it, Troy Franklin. Team so far, Devon H. Han, Isaiah Pacheco. No QBs yet on the video where I'm talking about QBs. Justin Jefferson, Rasheed Rice, Brian Thomas Jr., Troy Franklin. Two outs for the KC deep ball receiver. No Mahomes to show for it, but who cares? He can't score 20 points in a game. Why do we want Patrick Mahomes? And uh, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> tight end. Uh, good discounts on Rasheed Rice. Bad non-discounts on Troy Franklin, Brian Thomas, but we're getting youth. Likely getting good draft capital in. That works. Brick State is going to say you crazy, Spax. Yeah, I guess this is why I'm one of the ninth. I'm the ninth loosest drafter out of all the 150 maxers out there is what we learned from our guy, Brian Hooper, Brick's data, of course, the co-host of co-host of Lowell's or fake Lowell's. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> what's going on with that deal right now? Uh, but Brick, uh, definitely opening my eyes to the fact that I was reaching all over for guys, partly because of content, partly for these Spag Stacks videos where spun a randomized wheel to draft guys uh, based on their team that would come up. And uh, we'll do, probably do that again next year or this year. Way to follow your own thumbnail. Look, I think we're getting into a good QB pocket. So the QB pocket coming up, by the way, I've mentioned this a lot here. One of my favorites, you have Jordan Love here who showed a lot at the end of last year, as we talked about. One of the biggest shows in terms of being in the bag for Jordan Love from the beginning of the year, only to be disappointed by him when he couldn't handle pressure in the mid part of the year. Then he figured shit out and really looked good. And obviously, we saw in the playoffs things materializing, but the entire really, I would say from week 10 on, week 11 on or so, after that Broncos game, um, he kind of turned things around. Maybe it was Broncos and Raiders. Uh, point being, Jordan Love starts the pocket here that I think works pretty well. If you have a Marvin Harrison, Kyler Murray looks even better here in this range. Herbert, a lot of concerns about that Chargers offense for sure. Uh, them being regressive with Greg Oman as the offensive coordinator. And also, you know, obviously going to run the ball a lot. Uh, but I think that's still, to me, taking Justin Herbert, pick 83, feels pretty good. Purdy at 95, uh, 2 of 107. Point being, this range from like 80 to 110, I think is fantastic. And I still think too, you know, I'd lump Gene Daniels into that range too. There's a lot of great picks at QB. So if we want to answer the question of the thumbnail, I think pick, honestly, you can make the case for where Dak and Joe Burrow went. But like 75, Justin Fields, this guy reached for it. But Justin Fields often goes in the 80s. Uh, it's just a great range right now to take a QB. So uh, that's the one I would stump for the most. If you're going to take an elite QB, go the furthest, the cheapest of the elite QBs or get your guy to discount. Um, if you're going to go with a QB in the mid-range here, I would favor AR over Shroud. I think those are okay picks, but really would be loath to do two QBs in that range unless you have the correlation here like OMG has. But I think where we are right now, great range. And there's one more pocket that comes up later on that I think is still pretty good. Uh, the potential Daniel Jones pocket, I think, is one where you can cobble together some shit late. Daniel Jones, Bryce Young. Go live with it. All right, Brian Robinson goes. So now we're on the running back run here. Again, wide receiver has been bled out pretty bad as we saw, which is crazy given that this is not, you know, a splash play friends and family room as much. We did get a lot of non, uh, non-badges in here, guys that we don't know. And yet wide receiver definitely steaming off. Zero, two, four, one. I mean, do we want to take the upside outcome for Deontay Johnson, we have no other obvious correlations here. And if Deontay Johnson gets traded somewhere, I mean, what if he becomes the the not downfield guy in Houston? I know that's Houston's one of those things where that's become a lot like Buffalo, a lot like Kansas City, where you mock every offensive player to there and you go like, ah, this would be great for him. But like, what if Deontay Johnson became like the adult receiver where Nico's the downfield guy, Tank's going to do a lot of downfield stuff as well. I think Deontay could make sense on a team like that. 
Uh, also some shot, by the way, the Bengals uh, director of player personnel was evasive talking about T Higgins at the combine, all the coaches and a lot of the front office guys, I guess not all the coaches, good amount of the coaches, good amount of the front office guys doing interviews at the combine. And um, apparently T Higgins, like they asked him directly, like, Oh, is there a shot that T Higgins gets traded? And like, he was very evasive about it. So even though obviously T Higgins is getting the franchise tag does seem like there's a shot that he could force his way out um, despite the franchise tag. So Something to keep in mind, uh, Higgins, Deontay Johnson, two guys who could uh, benefit from just getting traded somewhere where they become the wide receiver one. Or the true wide receiver one, I guess you could say, uh, for Deontay Johnson's case. Avalanche is tough to stop. Yeah. But you know what? Again, if I have Deontay Johnson at wide receiver five, I can live with that. Uh, Sammy here at that like button. Looks like art. What the? <laughs> arithmetic okay uh hit the like button yes please and of course if you're new around here drafts every day monday to friday 11 a.m subscribe down below hit the like button leave a comment uh we did a great job with the dfs content this year uh really great to see the a lot more people watching that stuff but this is the work here like doing drafts in february march april may june july august uh, i'm just gonna name all the months that's what makes me good at doing dfs content in september in october let's just keep naming every month in november in december <laughs> In January. Uh, so that's, you know, the process here on Splash Play. We say fantasy football all year round, and that is the goal, and that's the thing we try to live up to, and I, I try to live up to uh, daily. All right. 0251. Again, would be a good range for QB, but we don't have anybody who correlates here. Positive stuff going around for Jameson Williams might be the news item here about him you know, pushing to be a full-time starter. Obviously, his target per out run rate was really bad last year, but I think, we should try to solidify ourselves a little bit more at receiver. So Jamison Williams be my wide receiver six, and I think we are done at that position for a little bit. We'll get our QBs, get another tight end, uh, but I think we're going for a lot of upside here because Justin Jefferson, if we're playing him, taking him in the first round really anywhere, you're making the bet that he's going to be in your lineup pretty much every week. Obviously, if he gets hurt again, uh, we saw last year he's not going to push himself to come back from injury, which is fine. He's it's his right as a player. Um Faint chance he gets traded too because uh, uh, the Vikings might not want to pay his contract or they might not be offering enough money and then he could force a trade. Uh, but for Jefferson, no matter where he is, no matter what he does, uh, he's going to be Justin Jefferson being the hunt to be a wide receiver one. Uh, so for the rest of these guys, I just want to kind of supplement that with Spike Week guys. And I guess for Rasheed Rice, we're making a bet here that he's going to be useful week to week, uh, even if he's probably, you know, again, I think a pretty big uh, teardrop behind a Justin Jefferson for sure. But Franklin... Brian Thomas, Jameson Williams, all spike week guys. And Deontay, yeah, more of a floor guy who can have some spike weeks. I'm all right with this. Sign up for Probably, you filthy animals. Yes, I agree with that. Go check out Probably, my sports betting app. I've been crushing since the All-Star break in particular. We have up six units just in content over the last few days. Uh, but go check it out for yourself. Of course, we track data from the winningest sports books around the world to find the best bets every day. And right now, actively trying to find funding for it, which would help me solve uh, I'm doing everything in general with <laughs> between probably in this. So uh, if you have the chance to sign up, you have the means to sign up and you have uh, sports betting in your state, get a yearly package for 50% off the promo code splash under a hundred bucks. And obviously again, great data on there. You'll win that 100 bucks back. Our guy, Jason OG man's fan has one. I think he said 25 X or something. I don't know. Might be 12 X. I forgot. It's some, it's like a very large number. He's one X uh, would just be one of our earliest signups. So I think for all you guys out there, uh, if you're putting in like 20 bets a day with probably data, uh, you'll start to really notice a difference in your bankroll. And that's what I advocate. It's what got me going to DraftKings last year, was just hitting bets over and over again. Um, and that's on DraftKings Sportsbook too, which frankly, if you played ESPN bet, if you played Caesars, a lot of inefficient lines on there that you can just grab from probably. But we don't care about what Sportsbook. It's just about the odds. Odds are the main thing always. Knowing the true probability and knowing the odds of the bet is how you build everything out off of that. And that's what we do automatically at probably for you. Make it as idiot proof as possible. Marquise Brown, pick 111 to our guy, M for Life J. So he is somebody in free agency, could be a winner if Kansas City doesn't get a rookie or somebody of note. Uh, they could get a Marquise Brown as their consolation prize. Can't imagine he's going to get big, big money, but I do think somebody will end up with him as the uh, consolation prize for what they really want a new wide receiver. Uh, so like if you were in the hunt for Mike Evans, you fall back, you get Marquise Brown. I think that is probably a decent outcome for him, especially at a 111 ADP. Gabe Davis too, same thing. Uh, but maybe a little bit better for Marquise Brown. Pickham's no longer available in Florida. 
Yeah, that's it. And yes, it is Odd Jam. Odd Jam is actually our data partner, but we do it a lot more simply is kind of the goal. Um, and also, you know, a little more visually stimulating, but on a mobile app, you know, Odd Jam, I think has a mobile app, but it's not a focus for us. We're building mobile forward. So I think if you're, if you're like a power user, pay 500 bucks a month and do Odd Jam. If you're just a regular person who just wants to get in 20 good bets a day on your phone and have some shit to sweat, uh, use our product and do it on your app and do it on your phone and seven day free trials as well for probably on the app store. You want to check that out if you want to really uh if you don't trust me then, then damn you uh, but get a seven day free trial as well you are my thumbnail boy jason gonna pay for best ball that's what it did for me last year so i agree with that uh jane daniels first qb off the board don't care what the correlation is now have a nice floor and ceiling at qb obviously would like him to correlate do you think there's a shot he could be the qb in minnesota uh Maybe a shot somebody pairs him with Brian Thomas or Troy Franklin. I don't think it's the most likely outcome, but a lot of times when teams have that early draft capital at QB, they do want to supplement with other offensive picks around them. We saw last year with CJ Stroud and Tank Dell. So um, definitely some outs for Jane Daniels, but I like Jane Daniels here for the team. What are the pay rates are probably again? You mean the cost? The cost is a, with the 50% off, it's $10 for your first month, uh, $25 if you want live data, uh, like live in-game data. And then for a year, it's under a hundred bucks for uh, a month or for a year, rather, if you use a promo code splash. And then I forget what the cost is of the other one, but basically 50% off for a month or a year. So if you buy the yearly package, it helps us out. And then you save more money with how that cost works out. CLN saying worst outcome is Patriots for any QB. We've pushed back on this lately. Uh, think them, you know, like obviously do expect there to be some bell check principles. I still think that's why there's a shot. They end up trading out of that, you know, that number three pick. I think that's still a very much a possibility for them to get more draft capital and really start the rebuild. And also frankly, take more defensive guys and linemen and stuff like that. Uh, but Alex Felt Van Pelt coming as their offensive coordinator from Cleveland. I think a good thing. Like he's, they're going to run the ball. They're going to probably pass more efficiently. We just saw an Alex Van Pelt offense or one that he's got a heavy hand in. Um, have a lot of value for, you know, I don't know, for Joe Flacco. Like they could have value for any rookie QB. Uh, all right. So one, two, six, one, think a good spot, take a running back. Do think we need a little more floor at running back. So Jonathan Brooks, Jonathan Brooks coming up in ADP, not going to be the pick for me. Roshan Johnson here. Uh, obviously the likelihood, the most expected outcome here is that we're going to get Caleb Williams going number one. Uh, the long athletic article came out today talking about Caleb Williams and uh, the rumors about him not wanting to go to the bears. And then I guess his camp reached out to Colin Coward to try to rebut that because they don't want to like rule out the bears. They just want to go somewhere where the, the fans care. I think was the quote that uh, whatever his management gave to Colin Coward. But I think that for, uh, for Caleb Williams, obviously him going to Chicago, opening up Roshan Johnson just to get the goal line work a little bit more. Uh, Caleb Williams, as we talked about, is a good rusher, actually a surprisingly good rusher, but he's only going to run you know five to six times a game max, as opposed to a guy like Jaden Daniels who we expect to be running you know nine to ten ideally. If I go to the Pats, I, that could be a move, honestly. Um, if they think they could win now and just knowing, you know, again, I do think a lot of the principles that the Pats have had historically, you're going to continue to carry over because a lot of the coaching staff is still the same guys. Uh, so I think it's still going to be, you know, a little bit less, uh, I don't know, a little bit less antiquated of an approach like Belichick had would be my guess. But I think a lot of the principles there of like, we're going to try to win now. We're not going to tank and rebuild. Um, I think they're going to load up on guys on both sides of the ball. Again, I really do think them trading out of the three spot is a decent likelihood. So if they do that and they take like a lot of you know linemen, linebackers, secondary guys, whatever the case may be, you can bring in a Flacco and try to go you know ten and seven this year and maybe sneak into the playoffs. I think that's what they're likely to do. But yeah, I think point being though, I just wouldn't write out any New England QB stuff. I, it's just a new team. Anything that's a new team, new coaches, like you just got to take it at whatever the new face value is going to be. And like, it's possible that Tennessee ends up being, you know, a Derrick Henry style offense again, even though they have no, you know, they're not going to have Derrick Henry. They're not going to have the people who are coaching that team in that style. But if it happens that way, it's like, it's not necessarily the expected outcome. You could be just as lucky and get that Tennessee throws 50 times a game or, you know, whatever drops back 45 times a game and has some success there maybe hard with Will Levis, but point being is like, you make the bet. Um, you can talk yourself on either side. Russell Wilson, far more likely you could see Kraft fall for Russ. Yeah, look, I mean, Russ definitely has some Brady-like qualities that you could see being there um, in, in both the good and the bad ways, I would say. Uh, but yeah, for Russ, uh, not looking like he's going to come back to Denver. Also, interesting interview with Russ that came out. Um, the I Am Athlete podcast, I think is what I, I don't even, like there's so many fucking podcasts out there to keep up with in terms of the athlete ones. 
I was talking about how basically like, you know, Sean Payton yelling about the sidelines was maybe to go to reaction out of Russ because if he had uh, insubordinated on the sidelines that it would have allowed them to get out of the contract without paying it out. It's like really gross shit by Denver last year that uh, not the, not the kind of stuff, but I only saw the clip. I didn't see the full interview. So I don't know if it was actually an interesting interview, uh, but that tidbit coming out is like kind of dirty pool that, uh, that NFL teams do, which is why when players are getting their money, really can't be mad at it. All right, I think because we have Kirk Cousins right here, we should probably just make the bet on Kirk at this point. Uh, we do have the Justin Jefferson. I think there is still a shot that Jefferson ends up with a different QB, whether it be because of Minnesota moving or maybe him not getting his contract. Uh, but we're going to play it like Kirk goes back to Minnesota. Everything's rosy. They're looking good. Russ deserves it with his antics and play. What antics does he have? I mean, like, I'm not a big Russ guy. I agree he's not great, though he was a lot better last year than he was the year before last um, and I think kind of got, kind of got thrown out with, you know, with the bathwater basically because of the fact that like Sean Payton wants his guy in. So I get how that goes. I think he got, kind of got railroaded last year, but I'm not a Russ guy. I don't think he's dead in the water. I, I do see, as I've talked about a lot here, I think QB is as deep as it's been at any point that I can remember, even going back to my childhood. Obviously I wasn't at the level of knowledge uh, when I was crying over Troy Aikman getting stretched out by, uh, by Lawrence Taylor, my first football memory. The point being, like, I think QB's deeper than ever now. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways that, that can work out. But Russ, you know, there's a shot that he gets musical chaired out of a starting job because there is so much depth and so many rookies you can talk yourself into. Like, if I'm New England, do I want Russ? Do I want Joe Flacco? Or do I want J.J. McCarthy? Maybe one of those guys with J.J. McCarthy behind them if you think he's not ready. Uh, and he's young enough that you could have J.J. McCarthy actually be a, a QB who sits in year one, uh, which has not happened often lately. But for guys like Jaden Daniels, you know, guys like uh, Caleb, uh, guys like Drake May, I, I would think, though know, he's a little bit younger. Those guys are all probably day one starters. McCarthy, maybe you sit him behind a vet. And I think New England could get away with that. All right, 2-3-6-1. We made a bet on Roshan. We could make another bet on Cleo Herbert and just handcuck the backfield. But I do think this is a spot for me to get my guy, Bucky Irving, here. Um, did I say here? Yeah, we're going to get Bucky Irving here. All right, Bucky Irving, RB4 for me. Team so far, 2-4-6-1 with Jaden Daniels and Kirk Cousins at QB. Devon A. Chan, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Roshan Johnson, Bucky Irving. Really big discounts for my first two RBs, which I like. Justin Jefferson, Rasheed Rice, Brian Thomas, Troy Franklin, Deontay Johnson, Jamison Williams. I think a good mix of floor-ish guys with Rasheed Rice and Justin Jefferson, along with Deontay Johnson. And then ceiling guys and Franklin, Brian Thomas, and Jamison Williams. And a tight end, Travis Kelsey, who I do think comes up. I would say high 30s will be where he'll be by BBM, would be my guess. So I'm cool with this. I was somebody interviewing Russ. It was, again, it was the I Am Athlete podcast. I don't know who the interviewer was, though. Did not catch that. Too high shell kind of killed this game, especially now this rushing diminishing. You could say that for a lot of QBs. Too high shell's not been good for football, honestly, but you know. The defense has to have some things to help. I just hope they get rid of the hip drop tackle and I hope they reevaluate onside kickoffs or kickoff rules in general. I think they're going to maybe get the XFL kickoff rule. I would like them to get the XFL onside kick rule where you go for it on the 20 yard line, I think. And if you convert, uh, then you able, you're able to keep the ball. I think it'd be a lot of fun for the NFL, but I don't know that they're going to make that radical of a change. Nice. Have the smooth KC stack without spending the capital on Mahomes. Yeah, look, I mean, it's very possible that Mahomes turns a corner again. Maybe the defense gets worse and he has to throw more. But I just don't think they can come out of what happened this past year and go like, oh, yeah, you know, we really feel like the defense, we can just let this, you know, get worse again. After it carried them this entire year, it made them keep Mahomes safe. Like Mahomes was not gipping around as much this year because he wasn't dropping back as many times. He wasn't pressing the action. Like he was the year before last where that entire Super Bowl against the Eagles, he's just hobbling around because he had like what, five high ankle sprains over the course of the last uh, two months of the season. So I think for them, you know, they're going to keep trying to keep that defense fully aligned and their franchise tagging Sneed. So like, it does seem like they want to keep that defense going. And if that's the case, like Mahomes is going to be more efficient, but probably not uh, throwing for 300 yards very often. So that's a justification for not having him in the stack. Um, a lot of things I think saying out there that Zach Moss could get a better free agent landing spot. Actually, something's linking him to new England, which would be 
uh, which would definitely upset Ramondre's spot in the backfield. But I think Zach Moss, you know, if he comes back to Indianapolis, he's a handcuff. It's not the best outcome uh, for him. But if he goes somewhere else and is the running back who's willing to take a reasonable contract when Derrick Henry, when whoever else, you know, all the free agent guys that we know, Saquon, uh, Josh Jacobs, and those guys price themselves out maybe out of running back roles. Maybe a team just goes to Zach Moss and says, fuck it. He was just as efficient last year, if not more so. That's the hope for Zach Moss here. Just got Muck, uh, Estime and Bucky in the other draft. I joined. Uh, thank you. Go splash play advice. Yeah, I don't because you're you're Coltmont Groundhog, right? So I don't know if I feel that way when you take Estime <laughs> in my draft room, but I'm happy that you're getting Estime. I just wanted to get Estime on the way back instead of Zach Moss, but we made a compelling argument for Zach Moss nonetheless. But Estime, of course, you guys, uh, if you're not familiar with splash play, uh, my favorite running back visually, I do think that Jonathan Brooks, the most talented one in the class. Bucky Irving, if he were a little bit bigger, would be the best one in the class. But he's unfortunately under 200 pounds. So you gotta, you gotta hope that he's a more of a Jameer Gibbs and can be an outlier. And then for you know, for Estime, uh, fit Leonard Fournette is the comp there. What's your opinion on stacking running backs with wide receiver? Can't help myself as long as you're making a concentrated bet on a team. That's fine. It's just got to be a team that's going to score a lot of touchdowns and hopefully have. You have some amount of concentration, you know, the Niners being the best comp where if they're scoring touchdowns, it's McCaffrey, it's Debo, it's Ayuk, or it's Kittle. Uh, so that's sort of what you're trying to get with anything you're doing. But, you know, as long as you're making the bet and you're backing out the bet with everything you do after that, where if I make a bet early on Justin Jefferson, I should probably want to make a bet on the Vikings or I guess him getting traded if I really want to do that. But the more binary outcome is him just being great on the Vikings again. Then you start making bets on the Vikings. What happened? How is Justin Jefferson having this historic year? That means that Kirk Cousins probably had a great year too. So, like, that's the main thing is you're just increasing the bet based upon the angles and what you take. Xavier Leggett, another guy we like, goes right ahead of us. Again, when you wonder, when you wonder why I just want a pristine room with nobody who knows what splash play is. These are the reasons why. Uh, Malachi Corley would be okay here. A second tight end would be okay. Jatavian Sanders, I think somebody on Peach Stream the other day said that I really like Jatavian Sanders. I don't really like him. I think he's okay. Uh, he, Jaheim Bell, Ben Sinnott, all three guys I could see taking late. Uh, Jatavian, probably the best shot of being the tight end two in this draft class. But I don't love him. I think he's just okay. I like him more than I like Worthy and Adonai Mitchell, I guess is the better way to put that. I think Jonathan Brooks and Jatavian Sanders, good players. Worthy. Not a guy I'm really impressed by. And Adonai Mitchell was somehow not great, not efficient, despite getting a lot of deep balls and being a, a deep ball guy, quote unquote. Uh, so it's all relative. Oh, okay. M for Life was looking at him. Oh no, sorry you were looking at him. I was looking at Patrick Mahomes M for Life <laughs> and you took him. Did you end up correlating Patrick Mahomes with anything? would be the question. Not so far. Patrick Mahomes, a naked Patrick Mahomes for M for life. So you can live without Jatavian Sanders with your naked Mahomes. Uh, there we go. Got him confused with Sinnott. Yes, yeah, Sinnott I do love. Sinnott I actively love. And very excited to see him getting, hopefully, uh, second round draft capital, which would make me feel great. Because I'd put him in the exact same spot as a Musgrave, as a mayor. And uh, the nut outcome for Ben Sinnott, which would make him come up a hundred spots in ADP probably would be him going to Houston uh, and them not bringing back Dalton Schultz. Ben Sinnott would be the most live tight end to be a monster. Um, I should be taking more Sinnott, really. Might take Sinnott in this build. Go three tight ends, even though we have Travis Kelsey. Saucy's will be crazy for the running back free agent carousel. Maybe. I mean, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I think we're more likely to see the vet running backs end up in a situation like Dalvin cook did last year, slash Fournette, slash hunt, um, slash Zeke. Like, I just don't think these guys are going to price themselves in the way the market's going to treat them. And if that's the case, you know, we could have what we talked about with Zach Moss, where yeah, if you want, if Derrick Henry wants 10 mil and I don't know, I think Derrick Henry out of all the guys would be the one that probably take a pay cut. But like if Josh Jacobs wants 10 mil or you can get Zach Moss for four mil, you're going to go Zach Moss, I think, and probably not lose a whole lot in that equation. And I think there's enough teams that are analytically sound enough to know that. So that's the risk for those guys. But it'll be interesting to see just because like it is like in terms of brand name guys, there's a lot of them, but this wouldn't be shocked if one of them does get musical chaired out. And, you know, there's a, like, there's a lot of steep price tags. Saquon went and pick 19 here. And frankly, he's probably the least good running back out of all the ones who are those vet free agent names like i'd rather if i'm the ravens i'd rather have derrick henry i think i'd rather have josh jacobs if i'm like the cowboys 
I'd rather have would I rather have Tony Pollard? Probably rather have Saquon than Tony Pollard, I guess. Sad news, no pick him underdog in Mississippi. That's sad to hear. Underdog, look, they gotta go state by state. And it seems like they're gonna have to get licenses like a legal sports book just to do DFS stuff, which is shitty, but uh, you know, we kind of knew this was coming to uh a front there, but look again, I'm wearing my underdog shirt re up for another year. So, Hey, I'm team underdog. I hope that a uh, big evil DraftKings cuts the bullshit because DraftKings didn't come my way. Send me, I guess they've sent me merch in the past, but this year they're not sending me merch and giving me a best ball sponsorship deal. So fuck them. <laughs> but DraftKings is like DraftKings and FanDuel basically kind of evil. Um, I do fundamentally think that like it is a very blurry line between the, the pick them kind of products and sports betting. And I do think that, you know, for prize picks in particular, the ubiquity of prize picks is like scary because people think that's a good way to bet. And it's not. Um, that's why we talk about probably here and just picking off single bets and trying to do the best you can. And if you're going to base, you're going to do parlays, you know, use the math to really guide your parlay on that stuff. But, you know, I, I don't know that I think prize picks of things is like great, but you know, like if you're going to have DFS, you're going to have betting, you're going to have draftings at the run of the castle, like underdog prize picks should be able to exist and do what they do. 2562 here. We have the early running back capital. Not a big Jalen Wright guy, but a lot of people that seem sharp are. So I'm actually going to take a share of Jalen Wright. Again, it's not about always getting my guys. As I always talk about here, I like the guys that I like to get. I sometimes get scooped on them because of our, our overly enthusiastic, same-brained audience that ends up in the draft rooms with me. Um, but I think for me, too, it's just about taking guys when they align in the right way. And and if Jalen Wright's good, and I do think the numbers support him being okay enough, very small sample size stuff for him uh, last year but at Tennessee, but him, 32% avoided tackle rate, 0.14 EPA per rush. Awful catching passes with a negative 0.1 EPA, but he could still get there as a rusher. Um, kind of think the bet on him is not dissimilar to the bet on Kendra Miller last year, except that Jalen Wright is not coming off of a catastrophic MCL injury. We're picking Rashad Penny. Poor Rashad Penny. I think there was a world where Rashad Penny could have had uh, DeAndre Swift's year last year if they just didn't trade for Swift, uh, but who knows? I think he is unfortunately probably done. Stupid Seminoles in Florida that want underdog gone. I mean, because Hard Rock is the one. Uh, Hard Rock in Florida has the monopoly, which is crazy that that's the case. Florida all about fucking, oh, the free will. We got to be able to go out and cough on everyone. <laughs> but no, they can't fucking have more than one sports book, right? <laughs> you want your freedom unless it comes to getting the sports book in. I, I, I know it's different people at play, obviously. The tribes are fucking ruthless with this stuff. In California... Uh, until somebody like bends the knee and gives the tribes like, you know, probably billions, uh, nobody's going to get into California and legalize sports betting, which is sad, but they got to protect their interests. That's the sad part of business. Michigan also doesn't have underdog. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I would be, obviously I'd be lost if I didn't have underdog to draft, but you know, for pickums, it's a bummer because I see people placing pickums and I do think, you know, I'd have fun placing them. Even if I do think, you know, inherently every five leg parlay going to be a little bit minus EV. Uh, but, you know, like if you hit if you hit your probabilities right, should be able to make something happen there. All right, 2662 build here. This could just be, well, let's see what Al Boogie does. I'm not going to give anything away. I'm thinking because Al Boogie listens to the stream and takes guys I like. So, so this is what do you have to see me play it closer to the vest? This is why. Uh, Rico Dowell, good pick by Al Boogie here. I'm actually going to go Malik Washington. This is going to be a draft where I took a few rookies I like. Jaden Daniels, uh, Bucky Irving. Uh, Brian Thomas, Troy Franklin, guys I like. Malik Washington, I have questions about. Just think that he was a target merchant for a shit team. You know, still a, a team that played real teams in the ACC, but Virginia, not the highest pedigree school. Um, so that's where I have some concerns there. But, you know, got to get shares somehow. So today will be the day that I get Jalen Wright and I get Malik Washington. And I just you know, move on, move on my own prejudices against them for whatever reason. 70 viewers gets up to 70 likes. Yes, please hit that like button here again. Splash play uh, solo operation here. You know, despite the love of the community, the support of the community, which does make me feel more like I'm not alone doing this battle every day. But uh, subscribe down below. Hit that like button again. Helps us get seen by more people, which is always the goal here. And uh, helps me again. This is one of my this is my primary revenue source right now. Uh, so this is why I show up every day and do the work and try to be as prepared as possible because this is my job along with getting probably off the ground. So uh, we'll always be the case. I do that for you guys. That is a promise here on Splash Play. And it's part of why I do football year round. If I don't take, if my brain doesn't rest, I'm constantly going to be thinking of it. 
Um, Reed Spencer here taking Eric Gray. I actually like that pick quite a bit. Uh, Parker Washington, less so, think that his biggest benefit would be no Christian Kirk. Uh, he's not going to be an outside receiver. I guess he could move Kirk outside potentially. Uh, but if you're playing the outcome where Ridley isn't coming back, I don't think Parker Washington, he had a few spike weeks. I guess I could take the flyer on him, but he should be like 19th or 20th round. But Eric Gray, though, uh, had a lot of juice coming out of Oklahoma last year. And I do think for him, uh, some flaws in his game, but they did want to get him on the field where he was returning punts last year because they just saw what he could do in practice and thought he had some shiftiness. Then he was awful at returning punts, like flubbed, like fucking uh, had to be like three punts in the span of a couple games. Um, so then they stopped having to be a punt returner, but he still ended up on active rosters late. I think Eric Gray, if we did see Barkley leave the Giants, probably the one that takes over that backfield because Matt Breida, you know, they could he's just a guy. He's a, he's a Mike Davis who retired. Mike Davis retired this year. Find yourself drafting more rookies and Mahomes builds. I do. Uh, I mean, look, I think targeting an outside receiver who would be the a replacement for an MVS. Now that we know that he's been released, uh, but we assume that anyway. So I think that if you're drafting, you know, any of these guys really who are deep receivers downfield, uh, it's gotta be something though. I think it's like a deep target guy because Rasheed Rice is not going to become that. And uh, we'll see. Do I take another guy that I don't like that much just for the sake of doing this? Uh, Damian Pierce, by the way, free it. Crazy. Uh, I'm going to take Javon Baker here. Another guy I'm just not that big on, but people seem to like a lot. Uh, he has some positive metrics going for him. I just think that there's a few flaws, but let's look at him again. Javon Baker. So really low target per out run rate for him, 26.5%, but a 0.4 EPA. Uh, played mostly out wide as well. Uh, 0.43 EPA out wide. And then downfield. What did he do downfield? Yeah, downfield was not great. 2.3 deep targets, good for a 0.5 EPA, which is a little bit low uh, for a downfield receiver. But we'll take Javon Baker here and hope that he is something useful. Gotta just avoid my priors for the occasional draft here. And right, Malik Washington, Javon Baker, these guys all lined up pretty well. Very rookie-heavy room, for sure, for my my team, but I'm comfortable with that. Less barriers to entry for rookies getting there. Uh, Russ, I think, an okay pick in this range. And honestly, Russ, what am I banking on for Russ here? He goes to New England. They take a receiver late, maybe. No, you know what? I'm just going to get my third tight end. I don't, I don't think I need a, a third QB, really. Guess could use a little coverage on Kirk Cousins returning from injury, but I, I'm not that worried about that. Uh, two six eight three build. I take Ben Sinnott here, another one of my favorite rookies, probably my favorite rookie tight end besides Brock Bowers, just because of what he represents athletically. Might not have the highest draft capital. It's likely going to be Jatavian Sanders behind Brock Bowers, uh, but I still think there was a shot that Sinnott can get there. So the team so far: Jaden Daniels, Kirk Cousins at QB, Devon A. Chan, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Roshan Johnson, Bucky Irving, Zach Moss, and Jalen Wright at running back. Wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Rasheed Rice, Brian Thomas, uh, Troy Franklin, Deontay Johnson, Jamison Williams, Malik Washington, and Javon Baker. So trying to draft a little bit out of type uh, with these two guys and Jalen Wright late. And then Travis Kelsey, Jatavian Sanders, Ben Sinnott. I'm all right with it. What is the most rookies you have on a team? I have an 11 rookie little board team. Don't know offhand. Uh, I... I could see taking three to four at running back, four to five at receiver, two at tight end, two at QB. So what's the math on that? Two, four, let's say two, four, four, two. I feel like 10, 10 to 12, I could see taking comfortably and not feeling that bad about it. But, you know, it's a little bit bitter. Like you really have to be taking guys that can get on the field immediately. I think if you have a team where you have like 10 to 12 rookies and it's all the Javon Baker, Malik Washington, Jalen Wright tier, not to just say guys that I don't like that much, but even the Ben Sinnott tier, like if it's all those guys, it's a little bit tough, but you have to, if you're taking 10 guys and it's like the rookie QBs with a couple of the best running backs and really wide receiver in particular, where you're getting MHJ, you're getting neighbors, you're maybe getting on Dunze, you're maybe getting um, Troy Franklin, you know, I think that's where you can get there a little bit more. It is extreme. It is extreme. Being excited for the combine to start tomorrow. Uh, I mean, not really, because it's it's like linebackers tomorrow. So it <laughs> doesn't do a whole lot for me. But yes, the combine is fun. Really wish that all the guys who are big names were competing. I think that is when the combine is at its most fun. Uh, but we'll see. You know, really, the throwing, though, 
I don't think Jane Daniels is throwing. So that's kind of shitty. Like I want to see Caleb and Jane Daniels going head to head and throwing it. Like we saw last year with Shroud AR, uh, not Bryce young, but I like, that was a really fun thing. Even Levis like looked good and acquitted himself well in that, in that kind of environment. Um, so what are we going to do? Kadarius, Tony goes to our guy, Wayne, baby. That is his first correlation with Patrick Mahomes. So a guy who probably is not going to be on the team next year <laughs> is, is how Wayne baby here justifies uh, taking Mahomes away from me. But that's fine. Going to beat this pot up. Uh, two, six, eight, three here. Could take one more running back. Still have Russell Wilson sitting here. I, I think at this point, him starting somewhere and adding enough value to make a roster one week. I think is in play. Final team here, 3683, draft number 22 for me. Hit that like button if you can while we review it. Jaden Daniels, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, uh, Devon A. Chan, Isaiah Pacheco, Roshan Johnson, Bucky Irving, Zach Moss, Jalen Wright, uh, wide receiver Justin Jefferson, Rasheed Rice, Brian Thomas, Troy Franklin, Deontay Johnson, Jamison Williams, Malik Washington, Javon Baker, and a tight end, uh, Travis Kelsey, Jatavian Sanders, Ben Sinnott. I think we made up for not getting enough wide receivers early with a lot of upside guys. Uh, overall, both vets and I think rookies. So I'm pretty happy with this build. Uh, getting the discounts on Rasheed Rice and also Pacheco feels pretty good. Like getting HN a discount as well. Maybe a little bit more stacking could have been in play, uh, but I don't know. Uh, Fortunately, if you're taking rookies, you're not going to be able to stack up that well. So uh, that is the final team here, guys. But again, one more ask. Uh, please do subscribe down below. Hit that like button. Hit the join button down below as well for $4.99 a month if you want to support the channel the most. You also want to get your name on this list here of all the people who have helped me put on the show so far uh, this month. Please hit that join button down below. Uh, want to get this list as big as possible because the more of you are on board, the more fun things we can do, the more we can build out this channel meaningfully instead of just as a side hustle, make it a real thing. Of course, Underdog, uh, presenting sponsor of this show. I'm wearing my shirt here. Big Underdog for one more year. Go check it out for yourself if you, for some reason, are not playing on there. I uh, Use promo code SPLASH, double your deposit up to 100 bucks. On Stochastic, promo code SPLASH will save you 15% on all their data packages. I talked about NBA, another $4 entry fee tournament on Friday. I'll be maxing that out because that's that's my price point that I can still make work for myself. Uh, but great tools. have won people literally this week. Uh, $63,000, Greg Ehrenberg, Splash Play alum. Uh, won that money here with Stochastic's tools. So you can do it for yourself. 15% off uh, promo code SPLASH on Stochastic or check the link in the description and probably is my baby as well. If you want to support splash play, if you want to see more streams, want to see maybe more people on this channel, uh, Go support probably. It all goes one hand washing the other for my businesses here and probably uses the data from the winningest sports books around the world to find you the best bets every single day. Results speak for themselves and content. It'll be even better for you if you check it with updated data. Hit 20 bets a day, like at you know, fucking $5 a unit. You'll end up start winning money over the course of time meaningfully. And that is what we do at probably. And uh, thank you guys for being a part of the stream here today. Back tomorrow, new dream, uh, new streams, new drafts, Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. every single day. Appreciate each and every one of you, especially the guys in chat, for being here live. I'll see you guys again soon, and enjoy your days. Good luck. Bye.